Welcome to All the Social Ladies, a podcast bringing you candid conversations with the boldest women in digital marketing. I'm Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media, and let's get into the show. Hey guys, I can't wait to introduce you to our next guest. Aditi Javeri Gokhale is the Executive Officer and Chief Marketing Officer of Northwestern Mutual, which is a leading financial services company. Fun fact, she is their very first CMO, and they've been around for over 160 years. She must be pretty special. Take a listen. Welcome, Aditi, to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, uh, Carrie. I'm super excited to talk to you today. I am so excited to have you here as the first ever CMO of Northwestern Mutual. That is a big accomplishment. Thank you. (laughs) Before we get into that accomplishment, I would love to talk to you a little bit about your career as a whole and how you got to where you are today. If you were looking back and you had to pick three moments in your career that really helped define it, that really got you to where you are, which would you pick? And why? Okay, so I think, uh, you know, let me share a few examples at different points in my career, which I feel have been sort of defining moments um, in my life. And all three of these sort of reinforced for me the importance of looking at a situation as a new opportunity and really bringing some fresh thinking to the table. So the first one is when I started my career early on as a management consultant. And I consulted on business problems um, as an outsider with a fresh set of eyes. But as you probably know, in management consulting, you sort of have, you dive deep into sort of understanding the industry and challenges in a very short time frame. And then you've got to sort of analyze the situation immediately and start offering solutions to your clients, right? And so learning that ability to analyze an industry's business model and offer up ideas was something that really, uh, that was a skill that I sort of uh, practiced a lot in my consulting days. It was a daunting task when I was going through it for four years, but uh, it's something that I've used in every role since then, right? And if you see my career, I've sort of worked across multiple industries. So part of my job as a leader is to come in and really tackle the problem. But for me to do that, I really need to dig deep into the industry. So I think that's the first one I would say has been a defining moment. The second one I would say was when I was hired as the head of digital at Nutrisystem. So there was a management shakeup and I was hired as part of a new management team. But what was interesting was I was reporting directly to the board for a bit because they were looking for a new CEO. And so A, just sort of reporting into a board in a rather unusual situation was was, uh, interesting but then also sort of creating an idea from start to finish around developing the first non-food-based end-to-end digital platform, uh, Numi by Nutrisystem. I think that was exciting. Not just developing the idea, right? But also sort of using my technical and influencing skills, so to speak, to convince the board. And then of course, the new CEO who came on board, I think was, was exciting and was a defining moment for me. And I think the third one was really around um, the most recent defining moment in my career, which is, as you mentioned, being the first ever CMO for Northwestern Mutual. Um, You know, Carrie, this was a big moment for me personally. I've been a customer of Northwestern Mutual for a very, very long time. So I have really understood the value proposition of the company and the mission of the company. 
And financial security that it provides for me and my family has been very meaningful to me, especially as a mom. Uh, but we named their first CMO, and now you know I'm part of the senior leadership team, the executive team, um, is, is been a, really a defining moment for me. And just to give our listeners some perspective, Northwestern Mutual has been around for over 160 years and has never had a CMO. It's, it's just an incredible thing that you were brought on as the first ever. So you're the first, you're walking in. What was your mandate? How did you set yourself up for success walking into a position that no one there has ever had before? It was, uh, it was interesting. First of all, adding a CMO was a major sign that Northwestern Mutual was willing to challenge itself. And I say that because it's been an extremely successful company for many years, right? Uh, but our CEO, uh, John Schlifsky, is has been very open to change. And he really invited me to examine how we were connecting with customers what I bring to the table outside of really uh, traditional marketing is my digital experience that I've had over the last 15 years. So I think that was sort of the, the, sort of the, the way I, I was brought in. But when I started my role um, as the CMO, my first um, sort of way of operating is I focused a lot on listening and making sure that our most important uh, constituents, our clients, our advisors, and our employees, um, you know, I spoke to them, I heard them, I tried to figure out what resonated most with them, what can be improved, and how they think about the brand. Then, of course, I looked at the category and the industry, right? I took those insights, and what I realized is that in the category, in financial services in general, what I, it's what I call a sea of sameness, right? And we needed to really break through that clutter and show consumers the value and the uniqueness that Northwest Mutual br brings. And really it's around the personalized goal planning that we do uh, within financial services. And also we have, you know, 8,000 plus very highly credible financial advisors. So that was sort of my first, I would say 90 days. But then what I did was also I hired a team and I challenged my team to sort of build a seamless ecosystem. So we have been doing traditional marketing television, sponsorships for a while, but we wanted to add a layer of uh, new strategies within digital. And so sort of combining those two and building that ecosystem is what I've spent most of my time this past year doing. And then the last one, I think it's important to understand the consumer perspective and how uh, emotionally charged this category is when you think about money, right? Um, and part of my job in creating that uniqueness is how do you bring down those barriers of financial planning so that consumers can really understand what we offer and our existing clients, uh, you know, we're able to build loyalty. One of the things I love that you did when you first got there was you really just listened and collected a lot of data, whether it was from the consumers or the advisors or anybody looking at all of the people you talked to, you were collecting a lot of data. And I know that you've said that data is the new currency, right? Tell me what you meant by that. Yeah, I know I, I said that, and I really, really do uh, believe that. So as a leader, you know, I leverage data um, first in all my decisions. That's sort of been my philosophy. That's sort of been my foundation, having, um, you know, studied at MIT. So it's, which was a very data-driven place, as you can imagine. Um, and I feel like data and insights have the power to help brands successfully reach new customers in really relevant and authentic ways. So for me, um, what I did was I did a lot of research around um, both qualitative and quantitative 
um, and got some insights together to figure out, okay, what does this mean? How do we break through the clutter and how do we create a uniqueness for this brand, uh, which has a, such a rich heritage and such strong services? And so as you focus on that data, does it only help the creative process or can it hurt the creative process? Because sometimes I feel like for me, I get so swamped in the data and so obsessed with the data that sometimes it can limit me. Do you have that experience or do you feel like the data is what fuels the creativity there? I do think the data is um, a foundation, and at least that's how I operate, Carrie. So it's, and when we talk about data, right, it's not just about a bunch of numbers. It's really the insights that you get out of it. I think that is the most important part. And so when you start figuring out what those insights are, what the uniqueness of those insights are, I think that's the first step. And then the second step is how do you amplify those insights through a really, really unique creative process? So that's how I operate. I start with what's the data telling me? What's the noise and what's the relevancy, right? Then what are the insights coming out of it? And then how do I really connect with my consumers through a really unique creative process? And I think the insights are really where the magic happens. It's, it's where the creativity comes into play. It's where you find the story to tell. One of the campaigns that I love from late last year was a new campaign you started called Spend Your Life Living. Talk to me a little bit about that campaign and the insight that drove it. Sure. We led an extensive qualitative and quantitative research process before we even began to think about the campaign. Um, and as I mentioned to you, in financial services, we know that people feel deep anxiety about money. It's everywhere. Uh, but my role as a CMO was to go beyond the obvious, of course, and dig for an insight that reveals something that is so core to human beings, but also taps into something that is unique. So what we found was, regardless of age, gender, or income, there is this constant tension that consumers feel about living for now and saving for later. So that was the insight that led us to the new brand campaign, Spend Your Life Living. And what this campaign aims to do is it aims to reframe people's idea of planning for their financial future and helping them feel really empowered to really make the most of every single today. So that is how we sort of led our campaign process. We started with data. We looked at the insights. We looked at the obvious ones. We really dug deeper. And then we figured that there was this one thing. And again, it was very unique because nobody else in the category was talking about this tension. So that's what led to our campaign. So talk to me about how you did that. It, it's very interesting that you would communicate this message about how important it is to live today and yet you have to prepare for tomorrow. Tell me about some of your creative elements from this that you really loved. So before I talk about the creative elements, I think one of the things that we looked at was what is going on from a competitive perspective, right? Also, and what we realized was within the category, everybody from a, from a creative perspective was talking about retirement and the future, which of course is important. But really the insight was, yes, the future is, uh, is important, but consumers were also saying the future is abstract. The future is unknown. Uh, you know, the, the data told us that we don't even know whether we're going to be there for the future. And the other insight was now is real. Now is something I can control. And now is on fire. We literally had quotes coming out saying now is on fire. So help us from a financial perspective to balance the two. So that's what we wanted to bring out. Now, from a creative element perspective, what I wanted to do was, you know, we wanted to talk to different types of customers looking at different life stages. 
The other thing we know is there's a high correlation between financial planning and when people are at a certain life stage. So if that means um, starting a new career, if that means buying your first home, starting a family or sending your kids to college, right? Those are meaningful moments in a person's life. And we wanted to make, what we wanted to do was we wanted to develop really authentic, real stories that can connect with people, of course, with an emotional element associated. I love this concept. It's very different for a company like Northwestern Mutual to focus on the here and now because everyone else is talking about retirement planning. I know that you did a social media contest as well with this, right? You did a campaign with influencers for Spend Your Life Living. Right. We just uh, we just recently launched a social media contest, uh, which we're calling If It Was Up To My Kid. And our goal is to continue to help everyone make the most of every single day, which is really the mission and the heart of our campaign, Spend Your Life Living. But what inspired this idea, Carrie, is life itself. And if you think about it, you know, with technology, with work-life imbalance, competing schedules, as kids head back to school, uh, you know, families are starting to struggle now more than ever to be present and connect more at a personal level at home. And so what we did was we did research. And what, is, what was fascinating in this research is that 80% of our parents said the memories they cherish most are the ones made right at home. So what we wanted to do was we wanted to, with this contest, encourage families to make experiences happen today at home, but by taking inspiration from their creative kids, right? So we're putting kids in the driver's seat because sometimes we all need to take sort of a pause and breathe. And you know, kids help us open our eyes to what's possible today in a way that we would not have thought about. You know, and part of this inspiration, Carrie, comes from my own experience of being a mom. And I find that my own family is always part of my thinking as I'm trying to bring these stories to life. And, you know, I realize, I know when my son's sort of noticing, when I'm on the phone, when I'm getting distracted with my daily pressures of life. And so I think this campaign is just sort of, you know, helps us all remind that sometimes our life would be improved if we did what our kids wanted. Very, very interesting stuff. So tell me when you're looking at this campaign as a whole, obviously this is a big campaign that you've put a lot into, the Spend Your Life Living campaign as a whole. How do you measure success? And then looking and drilling down to social media, how do you determine how much success was contributed by the social elements of this? Absolutely. So we have KPIs, you know, um, across the entire funnel, so to speak, right? So from awareness to consideration, um, across the entire funnel, we are looking at a dashboard of, of metrics. When we launched this campaign back in December, we started seeing immediate positive impact and triple digit growth within the first week itself. I'm talking about growth around lead generation, around visits to our website, around branded search, around social followership. So we knew that we were onto something. And so part of our job was to figure out if there were certain channels where we were not doing so well, how do we continue to optimize? But, you know, again, coming back to me being a data-driven person, no campaign can be launched without actually having our key measures for success. So that was around the campaign itself, which we launched uh, back in December. When it comes to, and social played a very important part there, right? So we, all, we, we wanted to track uh, social sentiment. We wanted to track uh, social followership, all of that stuff. 
when it came to the campaign goals for if it was uh, up to my kid, uh, we wanted to make sure uh, we looked at, you know, the content that was being creative, of course, which is super interesting to me as a, as, as, as a mom. But then also our engagement rates, our follower growth, our branded mentions, those were the other KPIs that we've been tracking. And have you been using social media at all for lead generation? And have you seen any success yet? We have. We have been using um, social media for lead generation, but, you know, we've been tested and this was when we launched the campaign itself. It's shown success, but the way it's shown success also has to do with content Mm -hmm. and the kind of content that we've been developing for social. Right. We all know that the content for social is very different from the content, you know, on a website, for example. So I think I think the kind of content that we have been and we've been testing this through, too, um, uh, has been resonating. And the the, you know, when it comes to our consumers, our this is again, I say I, I say this to my team all the time. This is not an instant gratification product. This is not like going and buying a red sweater, right? This is this is a fairly meaningful decision for a household. And so making sure that we are connecting with our customers, whether it's social or whether it's paid search or whether it's through uh, television, you want to make sure you're personalizing your message accordingly. And so making sure that the content really speaks to the people you're targeting is what's key here in social. Absolutely. Beautiful. Okay, Aditi, we're heading on over to the lightning round. I'm very excited. Hopefully you're ready. I'm going to ask you three questions. <laughs> Get ready. Okay. You're going to answer the first thing that comes to your mind. I'm going to ask you three random questions from my question box. Whatever comes out of your head is the right answer. There's no wrong answers in the lightning round. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. What woman do you admire most in the world? Okay. This is going to be a tough one. There, there are three. Is that okay? Okay. Okay. I'll let you cheat. Yeah, you let me cheat. Good. Uh, one is my grandmom, uh, who has been a true inspiration for me because she's been one of the most progressive women I've ever met. Um, started the first music institute in in India, and has really, really encouraged me and my sister to sort of, you know, whatever it takes, explore your passions. So she has really been um, a big inspiration. My second is my mom, who I call my superwoman. And she's the glue that keeps us all in check and together. And my third is my sister, who is my 3 a.m. call for anything and everything. I love that because family (laughs) is so important. And the women in our lives that help not only raise us, but support us and surround us are are definitely, for me at least, uh, key. Okay. If you could only use one social network for the rest of your life, which would you choose? It's Facebook because that's the way I connect with all my relatives all over the world. Amazing. Okay. If you could be in a movie, what movie would it be? And what character would you play? <laughs> oh my God. This I could go on and on with, but, uh, because I love watching movies, but, uh, I think, the, you know, one of the movies that I really liked recently that I watched was the post. Have you seen it? Oh, I love the post. It was, the post is an underrated movie. I feel it didn't get enough buzz for Oscar time. It was so good. I loved watching the movie because I have always loved understanding how journalists work. And so the whole behind the scenes yes. for the post was exciting. Yes. But in that, I would not play Meryl Streep. I would probably, no, I would probably play Tom Hanks. <laughs> I am really in love with that <laughs> fabulous gender bending answer, Aditi. You are awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show. You are one fabulous social lady and keep breaking barriers. 
congratulations on being the first ever CMO at Northwestern Mutual. And they are lucky to have you. And we are lucky to have you as a guest. Thank you so much, Carrie. It was such a pleasure. That was all the social ladies. Don't miss new episodes every week. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And if you like what you heard, please rate and review the show. I'm Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media and author of Work It, Secrets for Success from the Boldest Women in Business. Follow me, at Carrie Kirpin, everywhere. And for more social smarts, be sure to follow Likeable, at Likeable Media. Thanks for listening. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.